0: Do mm-hmm.
1: Yo, what's up, everybody? Big Sky Breakdown. Colter Nuanez, MT.com coming to you here on your Friday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Big weekend of Big Sky Conference games this week as well. Idaho plays at Sac State. Montana plays at Weber State. Those are our two primary focuses Two of the top 11 teams in the country. Idaho actually 14th this uh, week, but I think they're a top 10 team. So we definitely have two primetime matchups again. And uh, when the dust settles, We'll have just one less undefeated Big Sky Conference team. It'll be Montana State and either Idaho or Sac State. Bobcats off this week. Grizzlies have lost two in a row. they are looking to get back on track against a Weaver team that lost last week uh, to Montana State in Bozeman. This podcast, we'll hear from Jermaine Jackson. He's a uh, receiver for the University of Idaho. He's got three 100-yard games already this year, one of the leading receivers in the Big Sky Conference. We'll also hear from Bronson Barron, quarterback from Weaver State. We'll also hear from Sam Herder, Hero Sports, and Bet MGM. We'll hear from Marcus Wellnell, a senior linebacker for the University of Montana, and we'll hear from Alex Eshelman as part of our Montana State Minute, an insight into the world of Bobcat sports as well. Big C.I. Breakdown presented by Blackfoot Communications, helping you connect to more. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Nick Tabor and Westpac Wealth, helping your life. Become more tax-efficient Town Pump Montana's best go sign up for the Town Pump rewards cards gonna save you money every single time at the pump and JNV restaurant supply your home for everything kitchen here's Jermaine Jackson University of Idaho there's a lot of things that make Montana great from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the
2: West but what really makes this place special is you Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC.
1: Big Sky Breakdown rolls on. we got Idaho Vandals coverage for you coming up here now on the Big Sky Breakdown. Jermaine Jackson joins us. He's having an outstanding junior season there at the University of Idaho, and they play a huge game against Sacramento State this upcoming weekend. Jermaine, thanks so much for being with us, man. How you doing?
3: doing well. How you guys doing?
1: Very good. Thanks so much for taking a few minutes for us. First of all, just, just take us through uh, the season so far there for Idaho. You guys have had a perfect start to Big Sky Conference play, and part of that great start has been a couple really key road wins. I remember when I was breaking down the schedule at large across the league coming into the season, uh, I kind of had it pinpointed that that conference opener at Northern Arizona was going to be a big game, uh, sort of a tone-setting game for both of those teams, and then also when you guys came to Missoula. So
3: just take us through What's caused you guys to have so much success, especially on the road? I just feel like, uh, first of all, we've been doing a great job on the road playing in these uh, conference games, but I feel like it's just everybody uh, everybody believing in uh, what we can do with this with this season. I feel like uh, a lot of we got a lot of uh, belief in this team and then a lot of confidence. So I think that what that mix together is just is, is comes with success. So much of the
1: confidence it seems to is from your quarterback and in your quarterback, Javon McCoy has had such a great year so far. I was so impressed with him watching him live and in person in Missoula. Not only the throws he can make, but just his confidence, uh, his composure. He's only a freshman, so I, I mean, how much confidence do you guys have in him? What have you thought of uh, his performance so far?
3: We've been believing in Giovanni uh, since uh, spring spring ball. Like we knew, we knew that was our guy. We just always kept believing him. You know, he make a, he, even if at practice he don't make a good throw, we, we still believe in him. Like he's been, he's been a guy. He's always going to be the guy. Uh, I, I believe in Giovanni, and I think he's going to lead us to where we need to be. And how about the win in Missoula? Because
1: you guys came in and kind of punched the Grizz in the face and uh, even beat them at their own game to a certain extent, dominated them on special teams, and I uh, really kept the ball away from Montana. So what was the feeling like when you got that victory and what did you think of that performance?
3: Uh, that, was one of the, that was one of my best victories uh, uh, since I've been playing f- uh, football in general. It was a fun game. I, just, I liked how everybody just came together and believed in that tough environment uh, that we could just do, go out there and just win. I feel like in the locker room, I seen everybody's eyes, I just knew we was going to go out there and compete at a high level and come out with a win. Big Sky Breakdown, Jermaine Jackson,
1: wide receiver for the University of Idaho, joining us here on our Around the Big Sky episode for the week leading up to the last Saturday of October. How about you yourself, man? Just tell me your story, just about how you got to Idaho. I know you were a junior college guy, College of San Mateo, before you got there to Moscow, so... Uh, what connected the dots? What led you uh, to become a vandal?
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. First of all, out of high school, I, don't, I wasn't recruiting really high in high school. So I was like, and I, you know, I had a couple of D2 looks and I was like, i would just take the JUCO route. When JUCO spent two years over there, I, I had a really good sophomore year um, coming out of JUCO. I mean, my last, my senior, sophomore year, I had uh, two offers, Western Illinois and Idaho, and I chose Idaho. And uh, it just, it just was, and, and that was it. And I just, I believe that I could come in here and make a difference in this program because when I came, it wasn't the program wasn't doing so good. So I just feel like I could have came in and uh, made an impact. Not and, I, and uh, this year we we're doing what we could do to uh, you know change you know change the change the culture around here. And I know that that
1: first spring there in Moscow, you get you got hurt. So what was it like, yeah. kind of enduring that? I mean, it's always tough being a transfer trying to make your way. Uh, you know, make it with the guys and, and get acclimated to a team. And then if you can't play, that also probably uh, a difficult situation. So what were the challenges when you went through the injury and, and how were you able to come back from
3: it? Uh, I, would, I just, uh, you know, it, God gives us uh, as tough as battles to the strongest soldiers. I I strongly believe in that. So I just took that and I just I, – I went to – I was in the training room every day after my surgery. Like I, I didn't miss a day of rehab. And I feel like that was just a testament of uh, my mentality – uh, and, then, and how bad I want to get back on the field, and, and I just feel like, and, and I was staying around the team a lot, so it was just, it was just good to just, you know, stay around the team and stay engaged, so I wasn't like falling, falling off, and you know, slacking around. Jermaine Jackson, here on the Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com.
1: How about the, just the uh, the addition of Coach Eket and this new staff? I mean, what what sort of differences do you notice, both in just your daily operation and also offensively, just the stuff you guys are doing?
3: Uh, I feel like I feel like the offensive philosophy is we got we got a great offensive philosophy. I I love the way oh this this offense runs and how they and how they their thought processes. And this is this is a fun offense to be a part of. And um these these new coaches are they're they're fun to be around. I I enjoyed every day being around these coaches. They nothing but good energy, but they they make it they, they put us to work. So it's 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 uh it's 50-50. So you know, it's always good with that. So just having fun and um, and, and working hard and playing fast.
1: Do so yourself. You're having such a great year. Uh, up to 32 catches, 677 yards, four touchdowns. Last week, four uh, catches for 132 and two touchdowns. Had the long one against Portland State as well as he kind of ran away with it. So, uh, what's been working for you? I mean, what are you seeing in the offense? How How does the offense sort of uh, complement your talents?
3: Um, I don't. I feel like the offense is just you, you just you just got to know what the off. You got to know how to how to be in this offense. It's it's a fun office to be in. Like I said, you know, it puts you in a spot to succeed. Uh, Coach Slice, Coach Slice does a great job putting uh, putting his players in a great great uh, spot to succeed. And I feel like uh, I, I give credit to him for that. He just he knows how to put me where I could where I could uh, play hard and play and get a, make a good play.
1: In this upcoming weekend, a huge matchup between two of the last uh, undefeated teams in the Big Sky Conference, uh, Idaho squared off against Sacramento State. So what's the initial scout? I mean, how do you feel as we talk here on a Wednesday? What do you guys think of this matchup?
3: Uh, for sure, a big game. But, you know, we're going to treat it like every other game, take it day by day. And, you know, uh, just today we got pregnant. We're going to uh, work harder today at practice, clean up everything that we uh, – uh, clean up all the installs we had yesterday and, you know, polish everything up. But I feel like it's, you know, keep the same mentality, you know, we we did with every game because I feel like we played good all, in all games this year. Um, But, you know, just keep that same, like, uh, just keep that same mentality. Like, it's just another game and just, you feel me, uh, take it play by play.
1: Idaho at Sacramento State. Saturday evening from Hornet Stadium, Jermaine Jackson of the Idaho Vandals joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Jermaine, thanks for being here, man. Really appreciate it, and best of luck on Saturday.
3: Appreciate you. Thanks for having me.
1: Whether you're in the restaurant business or you just want to host any big event, j Restaurant Supply can make sure you have everything you need. J&V Restaurant Supply is your home for everything kitchen. Whether you're a bear or a bobcat, an eagle or a Scotty, J&V Restaurant has everything you might need. They have locations in Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls. If you can't make it in, j also has a great website, jvrestaurant.com. Get everything you need for your next event at j your restaurant. We'll have you now for our Across the Sidelines, where we feature interviews of the opponents of both Montana and Montana State. And this year, for the first time, not a head coach, but rather a quarterback joining us. It's Bronson Barron. He's a two-year starter at Weber State. And the Wildcats host Montana Saturday afternoon uh, in Ogden, Utah. The second of three games of a gauntlet for Weber State as they played Montana State and Bozeman last weekend. Got the Grizz this weekend and Sac State next weekend. Bronson, thanks for being here, man. How you doing?
4: Doing good
1: appreciate it first and foremost just take us through last week's game I know probably one from the Weaver State side that's hard to relive probably one you don't really want to relive but I mean an unbelievably crazy entertaining college football game and I know that a lot of the story was about the long snaps and all that but I mean this was back and forth back and forth and you guys had a two-minute drill right at the end of the game to potentially win it so uh, definitely an instant classic just take us through it from your perspective as a quarterback
4: yeah um Like you said, I'm sure it was a a pretty entertaining game to watch. Uh, um, uh, Definitely probably the craziest game I've ever been involved in, just with, you know, everything that was going on. Um, But, you know, it was hats off to to Montana State. Um, They did what they needed to do. Um, But, honestly, a super good game to play in. You know, those are the games that you live for uh, to play against another great opponent. And, unfortunately, we just... Had a couple things that we didn't do that we needed to to get the win, but, you know, a great learning moment, way to step back and be conscious of the things that we need to improve on. Um, But, yeah, honestly, a a good, fun game. Um, Tough not being able to pull it out, but, you know, it's a long season, and it's on to the next.
1: Well, so much of the reset is just kind of evaluating what you did well, what you didn't do well, and, and trying to sharpen things up each week, right? And I think last week, though, Probably so weird for you guys to analyze your offensive performance, especially in the first half, because I think you guys had the ball for like three minutes because you had a kick return for a touchdown, a punt return for a touchdown. I mean, it was crazy. I think at one point Montana State had had the ball 17 of the first 20 minutes of the first half, and you guys were winning like 17 to 3 at that point. So, I mean, how do you kind of break it down? I mean, do you just kind of not really try to evaluate that in terms of sharpening things up?
4: Man, it was. I think we had six plays in the first quarter. Six. And that's so
1: right.
4: <laughs> it was. It was definitely like, man. What? I mean, points is points, but it was like, man, get me on the field. Like, I need to get into a rhythm. Let me get into a groove. But, like you said, we we were crazy. Not we had the lead, so it's like, all right, like this is what it's gonna be. So, um, yeah. I mean, there's always stuff to improve on. I mean, it's not like you're gonna have a perfect game or. A perfect play. I mean, that's what you hope for. And that's what you work for. But, you know, there's always something that you can improve on. So even though there was only a few plays or a small time of possession within those those plays that we have, there's always time to improve.
1: Braza Barron joining us here on ESPN Radio. It's Nuwana's on Now, 1029 FM ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana Television, and around the planet Earth on the ESPN MT app. Bronson is a sophomore quarterback for the Weber State Wildcats. They prepare to face Montana this upcoming weekend. Uh, last question about last week before we move on to some stuff about you and some stuff about this upcoming matchup. Uh, how do you just flush that one? I mean, because it, it was your guys' first loss of the year, but also, I mean, you're playing on the road and against another top-five team, and there's still a lot of stuff out in front of you guys. I think this is going to be a crazy Big Sky Conference title race. If anybody makes it through unscathed, I'll be shocked. So, uh, how do you kind of put that thing in the rear view and, and move forward to this week?
4: I mean, exactly what you just said. I mean, we got Montana State last week. We got Montana this week. We got Sac State the week after. You know, it's you can't hold your head down and and mope and, and whine about the last week. You know, with our conference, it's you have to be ready to go. It's a dogfight every week. So... You know, we, we learn and we got to move on and get ready for the next opponent. And, you know, we're we're excited to play Montana this week. You know, that will be another good challenge for us. And so it's, you know, it's like I said, you really can't keep looking back. Like, you have to move on.
1: Let's talk about your story. Because I know you were a great high school player uh, there in American Fork. How far is American Fork, Utah, from, from Ogden?
4: Uh, it's... An hour, 60 miles.
1: So just right along the Wasatch Front there, too, then, I'm assuming. Correct. Okay, cool. So uh, you're a 2018 graduate, but then you went on a mission, right? I did. So uh, take us through that. I always find this part uh, so interesting because a lot of you guys that are LDS guys, you get to go on these, like, worldly travels. So where did you do your mission?
4: Yeah, so I uh, I served my, my mission to Ghana, West wow. Africa.
1: So what was it like? I mean, I, I, the one thing I always ask, guys, and I know it's funny, I saw... James Cowser, who was from southern Utah, who uh, was a missionary guy once upon a time, and then a great player, all-time leader in sacks and big sky history at southern Utah. I know he's a, an assistant there on the Weber State staff. I hadn't realized that till I ran into him on the sideline. But I remember him telling me he went to somewhere like Thailand or Taiwan or something, somewhere in the east, and, and he hated the food, and he lost a <laughs> bunch of weight. So what was the food yeah. like there?
4: Man, it is hard to explain. I, I also lost a lot of weight, so I went out. On my mission at at two hundred ten pounds, and after six months, I was down to one eighty. Holy so cow! I lost quite quite a bit of weight in a, a pretty fast amount of time. But food was, you know, you, you get there and it, it's new, and it's like, what the heck am I eating? Like, what what is this? um But the more time you spend there, the more you start to like it. And, and quite frankly, by the end, like I was loving it, and I I wish I could eat it right now. I miss it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, that, that experience, too, for, for so many missionaries is such a transforming one because you get a chance to serve and you get a chance to, you know, proclaim your faith uh, to, to maybe somebody, that, you know, types of people that you've never met before. So, I mean, what was it like for you? What, what sort of things did you learn on a personal
4: level? Man, you know, I always say, like, my mission for me was the best thing for my life. You know, I was able to really grow spiritually, mentally, um, emotionally, you know, it's you go through a lot and you experience a lot of different things. Um, but for me, I'd say my my biggest takeaway was I came to understand humility. You know, I r- really came to understand that you know God is there and He's gonna help me. Um, I just need to turn to Him and you know. And you also you come to understand a lot about yourself. With you know, I can do hard things. You know, I would say my mission was the hardest thing I've done in my life. Leaving my family for two years, living in. A foreign land in a a third world country is is definitely hard. Where I was having to hand wash my clothes, where I was having to go and fetch water so I could shower in the mornings. You know, go to the well. Um, so you really just come to understand about how strong you are mentally, um, but also like how weak we are. You know, with being able to understand and and know God is there and He's going to help us as we turn to Him. So grew and progressed um, a lot mentally physically spiritually so it was like I said the best thing for my life
1: well cool is that very awesome thank you for sharing that with us uh, Bronson Barrett joining us we were state sophomore quarterback uh, last thing about the mission part of things you probably learned something from the people of Ghana too I have a couple friends that immigrated from Ghana to uh, Montana and uh, such a, a wonderful loving people uh, uh, did you experience that while you were there
4: Absolutely. I would, you know, I would say they're the best people in the world. Um, I really can say that I love them and and appreciate them and everything that they did for me. You know, I didn't, I was was in poverty for those two years. And I mean, poverty, poverty. And I didn't know that you could give something when you have nothing to give until I went to Ghana and spent that time with them. You know, they really are the best people in the world and, and I love and I miss them dearly.
1: Well, let's talk about this upcoming matchup then. A huge one again, and that just seems to be the part of the schedule that we're on because it seems like everybody that's one of the top teams in the big sky has a big matchup this week. Uh, Bobcats are off. They get a little reprieve. But Sacramento State, they host Idaho. And then you guys got the Montana Grizzlies coming to town. Uh, UM coming off a 31-24 overtime loss that went into the wee hours of Sunday morning. So pretty crazy. Big sky after dark game for the Grizzlies. Uh, when you first flip on the film, Bronson, what do you see? Because I know that it's been a couple of years since Weber State played Montana. I know Jake Constantine was the quarterback back uh, in yeah. 2019. So your first matchup against the Grizzlies, what's the initial scout?
4: Man, you know, uh, first, like you said, this is my first opportunity to play Montana. Super excited for for that. I mean, like I said, every, every athlete likes to play in the big games. And obviously, this is a big game. And you like to play against a, a good opponent. And Montana is a great opponent, you know. Um, defense is is stout. They're disciplined. Um, you know, like to bring pressure. You know, they like to get after the opposing offenses. So um, that's kind of what we're expecting. That's what as we watch the tape and, and watch them. That's what you know we we've seen so far. Um, you know, but you you have to respect them. They have proven themselves time and time again. So, like I said, super excited to have an opportunity to play them for my first time and. Be able to do it um, at home. That'll be huge.
1: So much of a quarterback playing against a high pressure defense, any level of football is just being able to stand in there and, and make the throw while you're getting hit, right? And so, h- how do you mentally prepare yourself uh, for that uh, from your position?
4: Man, I think it's just being comfortable with what their defense is doing. You know, obviously their their front seven's very good and their secondary is good. So it's just being able to really understand and know what. They're coming at you with, and knowing what you're doing offensively, you know if, like you said, you're gonna have to stand in there and take some shots. But if you're confident that you know where your guys are gonna be at, you know you're you're fine to to stay in there, and make the throw, and hopefully it's caught uh, and take that shot. But it is what it is. That's a quarterback position, and that's the things that you, you live with.
1: How about a couple of the guys that you're gonna be throwing to? I I think that uh, Ty McPherson has really come into his own, but I thought his breakout game. You know, the, the game where he first showed the world that he could be a truly elite receiver was in Missoula back in 2019. And uh, Weaver State came out on the wrong end of that game, but he was awesome. He had like 150 yards, like nine or, nine or ten catches. And since then, he's just been kind of like the go-to guy there uh, on the outside for you guys. So um, how have you seen him grow, and, and what sort of uh, progression have you seen now into his senior year that makes him one of the leading receivers in the conference?
4: Yeah, Ty, you know, he's just – he's been very consistent. You know, he, he never – allows himself to get too high never allows himself to to get too low and i think that's a big thing for him he like you said in 19 he had that breakout game um and that just kind of has helped him to realize you know like i can do this um build confidence and as i've been here and we've been together you know it's he's gradually built more and more confidence and with that you know when you have that confidence you're you're going to be able to make those plays that are necessary um, you know, me and him have spent a lot of time together in the off season, During the season, whether it's watching film, getting on the field, getting some extra throws in. You know, he actually, uh, I've been home from my mission, I want to say, three or four days. And he called me and was like, hey, man, like, I'm ready to throw whenever. So i would only been home not even a week, and we started throwing. And I'm just proud of him and the way that he has continued to progress and work and, and build that confidence to allow him to go make plays on Saturdays.
1: Bronson Barron joining us here on Nuon is Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. He's a sophomore quarterback at Weber State as the Wildcats get set to host Montana on Saturday afternoon. Stewart Stadium, Ogden, Utah. Uh, last couple things for you, man. First of all, uh, Weber State's offensive line, since Coach Hill took over, has always been very strong. I know Brett Meyer is one of the uh, veteran coaches in the Big Sky Conference. He's been around the league forever and knows it as well as anybody Uh, But this year's version of of, uh, the offensive line, I mean, just tell us about it and how much confidence, how much of the responsibility falls on them just in terms of identifying pre-snap, you know, getting ready for the blitzes, all that stuff.
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I am beyond grateful and appreciative for for my guys up front. As you know, being a a sports guy and football guy, you know, if you don't have an offensive line, it's very hard to get an offense rolling. And this year those guys have played great. You know, I – I'm not feeling banged up or anything. This is the healthiest I've been I'm, and you know, that's because of the way they've been playing. You know, they've been playing really, really well, and, um, opening up things in the run game, keeping me protected in the pass game, and they all do a very good job of being prepared each and every week. Um, like you said, they see that stuff pre-snap and being able to recognize, all right, this is where the pressure's coming from, or. Um so and that that's nice for me. It takes more pressure off of myself where I'm able to just sit back there and, and deliver the ball and disperse it to the playmakers. So um, very proud of the guys up front. You know, Ethan is Ethan and Tommy, my center has done a great job of of identifying and, and taking lead of the offensive line. So super proud of those guys and everything that they have uh, have done thus far. Just gotta make sure we keep it rolling the rest of the year.
1: Last well, thing for you then, uh, with Montana coming to town. I mean, what's your guys' mentality going into this game, and what's it going to take for Weber State to come out with a victory over Montana? Uh,
4: you know, the big thing is is going one to know each week. Um, focus on your one eleventh each and every play, and give your best effort. You know, I think you get into these big games, and sometimes you make things up. You know, you try to do too much, and that's what that's what hurts teams. Um, when you know what, it's just the basics. Do what you're supposed to do on that one play and do that every play of the game you know it's one play at a time and we got to be disciplined we got to be physical and you know that's what we expect when we're playing in our conference especially this montana team they're physical they're disciplined so we have to match that physicality as well and we have to be efficient offensively we have to be able to stay on schedule um avoid third and long second and long situations and uh you know just be efficient in the past game and the wrong game
1: should be a fun one. We're make, looking forward to making the trip down. Bronson Barron, Weber State sophomore quarterback here on Nuana's Now. Bronson, thanks for being with us, man. Best of luck on Saturday. Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Better business internet is here. Blackfoot Communications delivers unrivaled reliability and dedicated bandwidth for businesses. And our fiber-based network is ready to meet your needs. Rely on our experts to help manage your technology. Contact us today and ask about a free fiber build. Call 406-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash Missoula. Connect to more with Blackfoot
1: Communications. It's time now for our Grizz Star of the Week, where we do a post-practice interview each Wednesday here on Nuanas Now. It's presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. New fall styles from the North Face are in stock at Bob Ward's. Check it out while it lasts. Visit Bob Ward's North End Zone Stadium store on Grizz Game Day. They have two more home games left, November 5th, November 12th. So visit the Bob Ward's North End Zone store uh, there at Washington Grizzly Stadium. You can also visit shop online, bobwards.com. Our Grizz Star of the Week this week, Marcus Wellnell the proud bearer of the number 37 jersey and a senior inside linebacker for the University of Montana. Marcus, what's up, man? Thanks for joining us. How was practice today? It was good. It was a good day out here. Take finally the, getting to football weather, would be it nice? Yeah, finally getting to football weather is right. I know I was going to ask you that because uh, there was a couple weeks there where it was like in the mid-70s in in mid-October. Yeah. So, I mean, is that hard to adjust to? No, no. I mean, not at
0: all. It's I mean, it's probably a little easier to play football when it's 70, but... Being from Montana, I'm used to these cold days out here in practice. So just, I don't know, it's, it's more fun out here when it's cold.
1: Especially uh, with this time of year. I mean, when you feel the crisp in the air, you kind of know that it's getting to be time for big-time games. So before we get into you and the Grizz and this upcoming matchup with Weber State, i got to ask you about your high school. Helena Capitals straight rolling right now. Uh, you must be pretty <laughs> proud of the Bruins. Oh,
0: I am. Those guys, they're doing a good job. I mean, they're undefeated. They just got to keep it up. You gotta finish the job.
1: An uh, undefeated regular season it means nothing if they don't don't win it all at the end. Uh, that's exactly right. D- do you follow it much, or just kind of see scores on Twitter and stuff?
0: Oh no, I I, I try staying with it as much as I can. It's tough traveling because we're usually traveling on Fridays or having seen dinner. But I check it on Twitter all the time. I keep refreshing it, and then I actually went to the Hellgate game here when they played Thursday during our bye week. So I got to see them there. So it's good. I, I keep in touch with the coaches a lot, so I like them down there a lot.
1: Yeah, uh, very cool. Well, Marcus know well, a Helena Capital product and now a senior for the University of Montana joining us here on Nuanas Now. He's our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. Uh, Marcus, just one question uh, on the past before we talk about this upcoming opponent. What's the last two weeks been like? I mean, what have been the, the, the turning points for the Grizzlies in these last two losses, and how does it impact your mentality coming in this Weaver State game? You know, obviously, we finished short the last two weeks, but
0: we just, I mean, that is makes a sense of urgency even higher for this game. we got to get, get on the right side of the scoreboard, the winning winning side this week, so that's just really what our goal is.
1: When it comes to Weber State, and I think this is what's so fun about the Big Sky this year from our perspective is you do have four or five top 10, 12 teams, and I think Idaho is right there. Idaho is a very good team as well. But Weber, Montana, Sac State, Montana State, all really, really good. And these next couple weeks, everybody's playing each other as well. Uh, so, I mean, how important is it just to take care of business on your side of things? Because there are a lot of things that could go a lot of different ways, but none of it matters except for what you guys can take care of, right? Absolutely. That's
0: that's all we got to focus on. We got Weaver State this weekend, and that's all that matters. And I mean, who plays who? I mean, we'll see. We'll see after we play. We'll check all the scores out. But this is the only one that matters for us. The
1: it's a big uh, game, too. It is a big game, for sure. And Weaver such a weird game last week. I mean, I'm sure from your perspective as an inside linebacker, kind of hard to evaluate much of the film from last week, particularly in the first half, because Weaver had the ball for like three minutes because they had a kick return for a touchdown, a punt return for a touchdown, you know, a tiny short field because of a pick. Uh, but when you do watch them, I mean, what have you seen? What sort of things stand out to you about Weaver State?
0: I mean, they do a lot of good things well. They run the ball, they throw the ball. They're a really balanced offense. They got a really big old line, they, they just do things well.
1: Very sound for sure, and I think the emergence of the quarterback has certainly helped them a lot. Bronson Barron, very strong arm, can throw the ball down the field. When it comes to just teams in general that run a lot of uh, RPO elements and, and they can you know, take shot plays down the field, what's the key for you guys defensively to slow that kind of stuff down?
0: I mean, the biggest thing, especially with an RPO, is just stop the run. You eliminate the run, then it's pretty hard to run RPOs. So if we can just stop the, stall the run game, then... I mean, it really hurts all offenses. That's really the goal every week.
1: It is certainly uh, the key. You guys have been so great against the run this year. What has been? Uh, what has been the primary factors that have gone into that? I mean, just just playing it well, or getting coached
0: well, getting just playing well. I mean, we've done we've done a lot of we done some a lot of things that aren't good, but we've done some things that are well too. So we just gotta keep improving every week. And one of the goals every week is to stop the run, and we take that to
1: heart. Marcus Wellnell joining us here on Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. He's a senior linebacker for the University of Montana. They play at Weber State on Saturday afternoon. Marcus has 53 total tackles, 8.5 sa- uh, tackles for loss, and 4.5 and sacks. Speaking of the guys that get a bunch of sacks, I wanted to ask you just about the guy playing next to you. because I- I Patrick O'Connell remains one of the favorites for the Buck Buchanan Award, as he was a finalist for uh, a year ago. He's just been so impressive to me to watch the way he's developed and and his timing, particularly when it comes uh, to coming off the edge. What's it like just practice with a guy like that every day? And where have you seen him grow? Where have you seen him improve?
0: Uh, he's awesome. I mean, he's the best best defensive player in the country, in my opinion. That's for sure. But uh, he's just—I mean—he does so many things well. He plays with a high motor. He knows what he's doing. He makes the plays. I mean, he, he's just phenomenal.
1: No doubt about it's it. It's a joy. It's a joy playing with him. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I hope he's standing right next to you too. <laughs> tell him. Tell him, no. about it. <laughs> no. tell him I want to shout at uh, on he... the golf course later on this year. Uh, how about for you, man? I mean, yeah. How about for you? What's 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 the senior year uh, been like? Because it is such a uh, an interesting deal. I mean, you're focused on the task at hand. You're focused on you know winning and trying to lead the team the best you can and all that. But at the same time. You know, this is your last college football season, so one to enjoy to be sure. So, I, What's it been like for you just on a, a personal level?
0: It's been cool. I mean, like I said at the start of the year, it didn't really feel like my last year. I mean, it is, but you don't really think about that. But as the game's starting to wear down or count down, you're like, wow, only got whatever many games in the regular season left and hopefully a playoffs. But So it's starting to get real thinking that this my games are coming to an end down here. And I just got to make, make everyone count because I've loved every single game I've got the opportunity to play.
1: What's it been like wearing number 37? Because th- that comes with a certain element of a spotlight, but it, it seems like you're really embracing it. I mean, I love
0: it. It's it's everything I dreamed of, so you just you just know when you go out go out there, you gotta have a lot more eyes on you and you have gotta you gotta play I mean, play for the team and everything, but it's just you know, you were you're that guy wearing that number, so pretty special. I, just, I try not thinking about it a whole lot, but also you do gotta think about it, you gotta take it that next year. But it's been good. And it's been a lot of fun.
1: Marcus Weldell here on Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana television and the ESPN MT app. Last thing for you, my man. A huge road trip, as we've talked about. What are the keys for the Grizzlies? How do you guys go on the road and get a good uh, victory and, and what would that do then for the momentum of your season? Oh, well, we
0: just gotta play well in all three phases of the ball, get a complete game for once. It feels like, you know, we we do a lot of good things where I, but we do enough things to mess mess it up, especially the last two weeks, but just play right, and if we get a win this week, it just, just keeps the momentum going. we got to finish the season off
1: right. There you go. Grizz Star of the Week, Marcus Wellnell, Helena Capital's finest and a senior linebacker for the University of Montana. Marcus, uh, best of luck on Saturday, man. We'll catch up with you soon, but thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. There you go. Grizz Star of the Week. Presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. New fall styles from the North Face are in stock at Bob Ward's. Check it out while supplies last. They have the best gear selection anywhere in Missoula. They have accessories and more from all the top brands. You can visit them in Washington Grizzly Stadium at their North End Zone Stadium store or at their headquarters here in Missoula. uh, They're on Paxson Street right behind Southgate Mall. Or you can shop online 24-7 at BobWards.com. Appreciate Bob Words for their continued sponsorship of our Grizz Star of the Week. The more I think about it, the more I, I realize that well not even that I realize, the more that I I continue to believe that the the arc and potential outcome of the Grizz football season so much depends. On their ability or lack thereof to control the noise. Because right now, given what many pundits, analysts, media people have projected and predicted, the girls were supposed to contend for a national championship. I think the thing that's falling short on people right now is that you're still contending for a national championship until you're out. And if you believed that what the Grizz had talent-wise was good enough to win the Natty going into their October 8th game against Idaho State, they still have that same team. And they've had a couple injuries, but they are not decimated by injuries like a lot of teams around the country. And uh, I also think our, our view of success is sometimes skewed because we've seen North Dakota State just run roughshod through the entire FCS for more than a decade. And it used to be that the team that responded from their pivotal loss, the best in the FCS, and then got hot, was the team that went on to win the tournament. We saw it about 60% of the time, the team that would respond the best from a pivotal in-season loss and then didn't lose again. Eastern Washington did it in 2010. That's the last Big Sky team to win a national title. Montana lost to teams that had that status in 2008 and 2009, when they lost to Richmond and Villanova, respectively. Montana was almost that team that went on the big run in 2004. And so I think that they just got to ignore, well, if this, then this. And I know we're sitting here, I'm sitting here <laughs> perpetuating this. I mean, tens of thousands of you people are listening to this podcast right now. And we're talking about that. I mean, all we talked about whether it was Sam Herter or Alex Esselman. we talking about playoff scenarios. We still got four games left. There's a real scenario where the Grizz went out. Boom, top four seed. Exactly the scenario that they thought they were going to get. Maybe they're a game back and they're not the two seed with home field throughout the playoffs, but you never know who's going to beat who. I mean, look at the Cats last year. They wrecked the whole bracket as the eight seed. Boom, they get a home game in the semis. You never know how it's going to go. But also, I just think there's so much out there left, and I think that even if Montana loses this week, they still have an opportunity to get in that tournament, and if they get in the tournament and they get right, they get healthy, boom, they can make a run. But it's the same thing with the Cats. They can't rest on their laurels now that they're 5-0 in league play and just think they're going to cruise to a Big Sky title. That ain't it either. They've never been to NAU. They've never been to, uh, was with Brett Vegan as the coach, never been to San Luis Obispo. So there's a lot of football left to play. That's what we're going to keep on talking about. Welcome in our great friend, Sam Herter, Hero Sports, Bet MGM. He joins us to lead each Wednesday show, talking all things football championship subdivision. Sam, what's going on, my man? How you doing?
2: Doing pretty good. Should be a good segment this week. So excited to talk about some uh, Montana, Montana State, and some FCS football.
1: Well, I know that you were uh, on a road trip a couple weeks ago, but this time uh, back, I'm assuming just back at your home watching games, or what? where were you at this last weekend?
3: Yep, uh,
2: just at my house uh, watching, it had about, what, six, seven screens going all at the same <laughs> You're time. You're amazing, so man. I, I said it last week, that it makes it a lot easier to know exactly what's going on in the FCS landscape rather than uh, traveling every week, and so, yep, just, just sitting back and watching a lot of games this last weekend. Yeah, it's
1: interesting, because we drove to and from Bozeman, to, uh, from Missoula on Saturday, and left early on uh, Saturday morning, and then... Uh, rolled into Bobcat Stadium, watched a wild one, and then it was enough time to turn around and drive home before the Grizz even got started on Saturday night. That's uh, so a lot of space between games, watching football into the wee hours of the morning. Um, but let's start with um, the big sky as it was, because I think we had this uh, October 22nd date circled on the calendar ever since the off season. I know, and I've already proclaimed this on this show a couple times already this week, I kind of know what I learned and what I didn't learn between these two premier Big Sky matchups. What did you learn? What were your takeaways from Saturday, particularly when it comes to the two top five games in Bozeman and Sacramento?
2: Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of hard to really get a, a good gauge on what exactly uh, we did learn, honestly, now that, I, now that I think about it, just because the the montana state weber state game really could have gone either way you know i feel like the um that was a game that maybe neither team <laughs> neither team deserved to win uh and montana state being the the winning team maybe they just threw out the film and, and 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 burned it and and just decided you know what we're happy we won that game but let's just flush that one um and so that was a crazy back and forth game kind of the same thing with montana uh sac states uh as well um you know kind of a a uh, fifty-fifty game there. Things could have shaken out a lot differently, and you know the the narratives could have shifted uh, with both of these results. Uh, but I think you, you know you for this, I, I think you kind of learn overall, you know, just how good Montana State's offensive line is, no matter uh, who's in there. And I think you also learn while Sac State got the got the win. You know, my main takeaway from that game, or not my main takeaway, but one of the top takeaways was, you know, I wasn't super, super impressed with Sac State's run defense. Uh, Montana, I thought, had some good momentum going in their running uh, attack, and that's kind of my number one question mark for Sac State on if they can actually win a national title is, you know, can they hold up against the run if they do face a team like South Dakota State or North Dakota State. And So those are are kind of some of the more major takeaways uh, besides just the results.
1: We'll come back to some of the specifics of those games and the upcoming matchup this next week. Sam Herder joining us here on Nuana's Now, uh, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Uh, South Dakota State, after their big win uh, over North Dakota State, they stayed number one and they beat a very good North Dakota team pretty soundly, 49-35. So I know we've talked about broadly the South Dakota State team getting to number one for the first time. Uh, ever in their Division One history. Great feather in the cap for John Stigelmeyer, who's been there uh, for 25 years and and helped them into their Division I transition 18, 19 years ago. What is the South Dakota State team doing so well that's, that's helping them uh, maintain and set the pace here in the FCS?
2: Yeah, I think they're just incredibly balanced, and uh, in they're experienced as well. Uh, you know, being down 21-7 a couple of weeks ago at North Dakota State, there was really no panic there. And then I thought this was, you know, arguably just not more impressive, but, you know, not, not too far off as far as impressive wins going to UND um, and getting in a road dub there. You know, the final score was 49-35, but UND got a blocked punt for a touchdown at the end that, you know, made it look like a respectable score, but this was a, a mostly dominating effort by the Jacks. Uh, and UND coming into this game had like a crazy, I think it was a 10-1 and record against ranked opponents in the Alaris Center, uh, dating back to like 2019, and so UND just has this long track record of beating ranked opponents uh, at home. Uh, but South Dakota State, you know, really took control of that second half, and I just think they're uh, they got a lot of guys that have you know been there before that have won a lot of playoff games. A lot of guys are back from that spring season where they when they made a run to uh, the national title game, and you know this this last. Uh, this last weekend they did it without uh, Isaiah Davis, who was uh, he got beat up a little bit against North Dakota State, so he missed this game. And also their All-American linebacker, who I think is one A and one B as far as best linebackers in the FCS, alongside Patrick O'Connell. I-, I think Adam Bach is-, is is a really good linebacker, and he missed most of that game at UND. And so uh, you know they did it without some key players, and so I just think they they keep on finding you know ways to win and, and keep on finding ways to-, to answer the bell when when maybe people uh doubt
1: their abilities to get big wins. UND definitely a tough place to play, even when North Dakota was in the big sky as well. I remember going to the Lara Center and watching both Montana and Montana State uh, lose there at UND. So for, uh, Grand Fork's certainly a uh, a tough place to play. Sam Herter joining us here on ESPN Radio. He is Senior FCS Analyst at Hero Sports and Bet MGM. Joins us uh, each week here to lead your Wednesday show. The other national team I got to ask you about that I have really no idea about, that I'm just curious is uh, I'll tell you this. I know one thing about Holy Cross and that's that Bill Simmons went there. <laughs> the, the sports guru of the, of America, right? At this exact moment. Uh, wh- what do you know about Holy Cross? I mean, they're undefeated. They're seven and no, they're three and zero in the Patriot league. And uh, they're a top 10 team right now. So what can you tell us?
2: Yeah, it's, it's a program that has almost sneakily had really good recruiting classes the last, few years it seems like they've always you know recruiting class rankings especially in the fcs are, are always tough because it's hard to know what to really judge on especially when it's not like you know everyone's bringing in a bunch of free and four-star recruits and stuff like that and, and you know the fcs is, is definitely a developmental subdivision uh and so you know you can take what you want as far as recruiting classes but for being a patriot league team with not the full 63 scholarships um, i can't remember how much i think the patriot league offers like 52, 51 scholarships Sounds or right. something or something like that. Yeah, I can't remember, but it's not the full 63. Uh, but they've recruited really well. I mean, they have a, a really, really experienced team coming back. Most of last year's team is coming back uh, from a squad that made the playoffs. Uh, they nearly knocked out Villanova in the playoffs last year. Uh, and Villanova was, was really, really good last year. They, they won a share of the CAA crown uh, back a, a year ago. And, and I believe they actually beat James Madison uh, last fall. And so that was a good Nova team that Holy Cross nearly beat. And a lot of those guys are back, especially on defense. Uh, Matthew Sluka, their quarterback, is a dual threat guy. Uh, he used to be, uh, you know, he kind of reminds me of Tommy Malat a little bit, hmm. uh, especially last year. Uh, he, he's bigger than Tommy Malat, but it's kind of one of those things where you could tell he was a lot more comfortable running the ball uh, rather than throwing it. Uh, but this year, Sluka has really advanced uh, his game as far as a passer, and he looks much more comfortable. You know, He's going through his reads and looks much more s- smoother uh, as a passer, and so he, he's he's a great quarterback for Holy Cross. And so uh, I know – I think they're number five in, in one of the polls, uh, maybe the coaches' polls or something like that. I don't know if they're that good, but I, I definitely can see this team being potentially in the quarterfinals.
1: Sam Herter joining us. Hero Sports. Bet MGM. Speaking of Tommy Mallott, that was in a game that was known. It's funny, like I I said in one of, uh, I think, our post-game podcasts, I said Tommy Mallott rushed for 273 yards today, and that was the all-time record for a Big Sky Conference quarterback in a single game. It was the second most rushing yards in the history of Montana State in a single game and yet it was still probably the fifth or sixth most impactful and crazy thing that happened today (laughs) because that game was just all over the place. But I think that is the reason that Montana State was the team that came out on top. I mean, you could talk about uh, Weber State and the the long snaps out of the back of the end zone or the kick and punt return for touchdowns that should have been uh, a huger advantage than they actually ended up being. Also, I mean, Weber State's receivers, I thought, dropped a whole bunch of passes. But all that said, it was the steadying presence and the consistent running of Tommy Mallott, uh that really got the Bobcats their fifth straight Big Sky Conference victory. What have you thought of that whole saga? Because Montana State, they're so fascinating for a lot of reasons, but the dual quarterback system, Sean Chambers out, Tommy Malott sort of reaffirming himself as the guy as they keep going back and forth. It's, it's interesting to watch. It certainly
2: is, and you know, I made the joke that You know, I'm sure Montana State fans are just kind of hoping and praying at some point they have a normal uh, quarterback situation. But at the same time, like, this is, it's not a normal quarterback situation for Montana State, but it is a a good quarterback situation Uh, they have. It's just incredibly unorthodox. And, uh, you know, I can't remember the last time, probably since 2015 or 2016, when when Montana State had a kind of a a normal quarterback situation. Uh, But, yeah, it, it didn't look good to start with. John Chambers out, and then Malat threw that that nearly pick six, and you're kind of going, "Oh boy," you know, if if Malat is you know struggling or out of rhythm, they don't really have that that one B guy to uh, to spell him. But he certainly recovered, you know, an efficient what would be like 15 to 23 something like that, 120 yep. yards. Uh, 120 but on, yards, on the on the yep. ground, yeah, but on the ground, uh, just incredibly lethal, and, and obviously give credit to the offensive line there for for leading the way. But you know, I. I would love to have a sit-down film session with a, a defensive coordinator or someone to just break down how Tommy Malad is so good at the read option because, you know, it seems like it'd be kind of easy in a way to stop as far as right. when the quarterback keeps it because it's usually, okay, the defensive end, stay home, or maybe it's the outside linebacker, stay home, you always have quarterback. You have quarterback, you have quarterback, you have quarterback. I just remember, you know, my dad was the defensive coordinator back in high school when I played and we ran into, in, in, you know, into some option teams, and I can just always hear him you know, yelling, DM's got quarterback, DM's DM's got quarterback. Right. And so it, it seems like it'd be something easy to stop as far as when he keeps it, but either he's just really good at, that, you know, feeling that defense or he's really good at, at hiding the ball uh, you know, in the guts of the running backs. Uh, but I also think Montana State does a really good job of um, you know, it's not the same read option look uh, every time. They sometimes it's in an empty set when they when they motion guys out and all of a sudden that motion guy is the lead blocker or they, they pull the guard and so they just give you so many looks. I mean I'm just watching that game and I'm going, Man, they just Weaver State was what, number ten in run defense or something like that right. and they just had no answers for, for Tommy telling a lot. And so uh super impressed with his play, the offensive line is just the play calling too to you know, you can run read option fifty different times and you can do it, you know, fifty different ways if you want to, I guess.
1: It is so impressive to watch. They do such a good job of moving you horizontally instead of vertically up front, and that gives so much time for the, the runner, whether it's Malat or, uh, you know, the running back, to use his eyes and, and find the space. And then Malat's just – I mean, I know it's silly to say at this point because the guy is basically a walking touchdown. I mean, he's scored, what, probably eight or nine touchdowns of 35 or 40 yards or more. Uh, just in the short amount of time he's had him, it's unbelievable to watch his big playability – but he's also just so good. He's faster than you think, which is cliche to say, but it's true. He's he's one of the fastest guys on the field. And he's also just so good with the ball. I mean, his ball skills are insane. I mean, it's not just being able to throw the ball as a quarterback. It's being able to deceive defenses in a, a multitude of fashion. Sam Herter joining us here on Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Sac State gets it done in overtime over the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, a multitude of um, downfalls, whether it was from Lucas Johnson getting knocked out of the game or two field goals getting blocked or getting an onside or squib, whatever you want to call it, kick, ricochet right off the front line's face. Uh, Regardless, Montana led this game 24-14 with eight minutes to go, and they lose this game 31-24 in overtime First of all, what sort of a statement when did you think this was for Sac State? I mean, I know they were already number 2 in the country, so uh, expected to win, but uh still an impressive uh feather in the cap for Troy Taylor. He just continues to own Montana. Yeah,
2: a really impressive uh win for Sac State no matter, you know, how things shook out. They still found a way to to you know, close off that that 10-point fourth quarter deficit. Still found a way to uh, win in overtime, and, you know, say what you want about that, that call on the fourth down, you know, pass, uh, but, you know, in, in overtime, that was all Sac State's. I mean, they, they ran it down Montana's throat with relative ease using Asher O'Hara. Uh, and then on the flip side, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting that Montana elected to throw it uh, a few times in, the, in that overtime. I know there was some bang-bang, some you know, was it pass interference, was it not pass interference sure. or whatever, but, you know, I just thought how Sac State answered uh, the call when, you know they were down you know, the 14 and, yep. and both of those first two touchdown passes uh, were long ones. It's not like they were they were long sustained drives. It was just you know hitting on a big play, and so Montana was in control of that game most of the way. Uh, you know I was really impressed with the running game uh, for Montana. I thought the offensive line uh, really held. That, you know, had control of that game for the Grizz. Um, I thought the running backs got going, you know, especially with, with Lucas Johnson. Unfortunately, getting getting knocked out of that game, that was a you know a, a tough hit to to watch. Um, obviously, player got disqualified um, and all that. But yeah, yeah, it was a great answer for Sac State and definitely a game that Montana
1: felt like they they should have won. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again.
0: Save $0.05 cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana.
1: Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs.
0: Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus
5: app today.
1: Or visit townpump.com rewards to register and start saving.
4: Town Pump, right down the road, pump it yeah.
1: Well, the merry-go-round continues in the Big Sky Conference. Montana State's off this week. But we have all those other teams we just talked about playing each other again, second weekend in a row. A, uh, I think if you would have said in the preseason that this would be another showdown Saturday and it would include one of the games featuring the Idaho Vandals, I think some people would have said you're crazy. I'm not surprised that Idaho's better under Jason Eck. But if they get past SAC, you're talking about inside track to maybe run the table. Jason Eck's first year in the Big Sky Conference, and I know they still have to play UC Davis, who's who's... Still fighting, hanging on by a thread, but still fighting. Uh, but very impressive what Idaho's been able to do. Break that one down for us. Idaho at Sac State. Uh, chance for either school if they were to stay undefeated. Boom, you are absolutely in the driver's seat, fast tracking your way towards a Big Sky title and a playoff seed.
3: Absolutely, yeah, and it, it
2: is you know certainly realistic that we could see a nine and zero versus the FCS. Uh, Idaho's squad which wow. you know depending on what happens what happens elsewhere you know that could be a potentially a, a top three seed top four seed um, and then on the flip side Sac State if they keep on winning you know if the Hornets go 11-0 and I think they would be the number one seed in the playoffs and I honestly don't even think a 10-0 and versus the FCS South Dakota State team would really be mad <laughs> about not getting the number one seed because the, the Hornets would have uh, a dominant FBS win and then what, three ranked wins, two against top 10 teams. Like, that'd be a hell of a resume right there for uh, Sac State. And so uh, the Hornets are are looking good. Uh, But this should be a really fascinating uh, matchup because, you know, Sac State obviously can make some big plays uh, through the air. They have a lot of good pass catchers, but I think establishing the ground game with Wiscatavo is uh, what they want to do, you know, right away in games. Um, And Idaho has one of the better Front sevens, you know, in the FCS and has a really good rushing defense. And then, you know, on the flip side of the ball, you know, Jason Eck uh, just has, you know, just, just this thing about him where he does a really good job scheming up uh, defenses. And I just feel like he, he's um, going to find something in that Sac State defense where they can put, you know, whatever, 28, 31 points, you know, on the board. Then from there, it'll just be a matter of can the defense get enough stops. And so I think this is going to be a really fun game, and I can see it going either way.
1: Sam Herter, Hero Sports, Bet MGM, FCS Senior Analyst here on Nuanas Now. You're listening to 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as maybe watching SWX Montana Television or on the ESPN MT app, no matter how you're coming uh, along with us. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, last couple things for you, Sam. Montana now has lost two in a row. And I know that you, uh, we've talked about Montana every week. And uh, there was a couple times when you said that they still needed to prove something to you against better opponents and it seemed like Montana really didn't have any better opponents for their first five games of the year and then they played a couple of good teams and now they're sitting here on a two-game losing streak so where are we at uh, with the Grizzlies and how important is this game on Saturday uh, just in terms of playoff scenarios
2: yeah I think this one is especially uh, massive just to you know get right get the get the mojo uh, back on the side of of montana you know getting some more maybe some national hype you know back behind them because uh yeah even after starting five and zero, you know i was still sitting there saying uh that yeah the Grizz still need to prove it against top competition but with how they're built I, I really felt like they were good enough to win um you know deep into the playoffs and you know you know win into the semifinals potentially win in the semifinals and make a run to frisco just with how good the defense was and Lucas Johnson, you know, certainly looked the part, and outside weapons and offensive line was looking a lot better than it did last year. And so, you know, I felt really good about Montana. Um, and then, obviously, after losing two in a row, that cools off a little bit. But I still feel like, you know, if the Grizz win at Weber, and then you expect them to win at home versus Cal Poly and Eastern Washington, also, you look at that brawl the Wild game and go, if Montana wins that one, that's, you know, a nine and two. Right. Record with wins at top ten teams: Sac State, yeah. Montana State. Assuming MSU is, is going to be still highly ranked at that point, you know that's a, I don't know, that's a top four seed, top I five agree. seed. You know, yeah, I potentially. Uh, you know, obviously Idaho, or Sac State will, would probably be ranked uh, seeded ahead of Montana, and so it's not all. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what the mood is like over there uh, in Missoula. Yes, but it's you not, do, Sam. You know, the Grizz have
1: uh, lost two in a row. You know exactly <laughs> what the mood is like.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, guessing, I'm guessing it's not great, but it's not, it can't all be doom and gloom just because there are opportunities, uh, you know, ahead to get highly ranked wins. And so, um, yeah, you get, go anywhere from a, a top five seed to you lose these two road games and you finish 7 and 4, you know, there could be five or six 7 and 4 teams between the Silicon, CAA, the Big Sky, and the Missouri Valley, uh, and not all those 7 1 teams are, are going to make it in. And so this season can go a lot of different ways for Montana. But just like I said you know, a couple of minutes ago, I, I still really like the defense. I think it's for a top-three sure. defense in the FCS. I I like the weapons. I like the running backs. I like the offensive line. I really like Lucas Johnson still, even though he struggled against Idaho. Uh, so I still think it's a really good team. It's just right now when you lose two games in a row, you, that's just kind of how the narrative works is is the, the national hype around you cools off for, for the time being.
1: For sure. Uh, also, the is grizzer, leaving a lot out there offensively, and I think that's why people around these parts, around the state of Montana, are very frustrated. But Regardless, uh, as Sam Herder, Hero Sports, just put into perspective, if the Grizz run the table, they're still going to be a home playoff team basically until the semis at the very least, most likely. And I also think, though, they could, they could, could. there's other uh, paths to get in a first-round by even if they don't fully run the table. But last thing for you, Sam, let's say the Grizz lose this weekend, and I think so much of that's going to be dependent on Lucas Johnson's availability after getting knocked out of the Sac State game. And then what Montana does offensively if he's not available, I think that'll be a key. But let's say Montana falls on Saturday and then wins a couple home games in games they'll certainly be favored in. Will that then mean a win in your in scenario for the Grizzlies in Bozeman?
2: Yeah, I, I, I definitely think so. Um, you know, eight and three that would mean yeah Montana would be eight and three in this scenario if they do beat Montana State. Uh, and, and MSU with a buy in a couple of winnable games is going to be highly ranked for that, for that game. And so, yeah, if the Grizz lose this one, uh, then win out, uh, certainly in the playoffs at eight and three, don't know if that would be a seed, uh, but, but certainly once, uh, you know, leave, leave the Grizz out at, at eight and three, uh, with that win. And it kind of feels like deja vu, uh, a little bit in this scenario, just because last year at this time, um, You know, going into that Brawl the Wild, it was was kind of might be the same thing this year where if Montana State wins, they're the number two seed, uh, then Montana is playing on Thanksgiving. But if Montana wins, you know, they're a higher seed and Montana State goes from a potential number two seed to the number seven or eight seed. That could be the exact same scenario uh, (laughs) this upcoming November where Montana State wins that game. They are probably the number two or number three seed, depending on how Sac State finishes and South Dakota State finishes, and they could potentially knock the grizz out of the playoffs. Uh, if they if they do beat the grizz uh, along with the grizz losing to Weber State to finish 7 and 4 um because you know like I said at 7 and 4 if Montana makes the playoffs it's either because the bubble is very very weak or they just get in on you know name recognition alone which isn't a bad thing when you when you carry the weight of the Montana Grizz, uh, you know kind of reputation but you know at 7 and 4 I don't know what win Montana would have to screen playoffs um, and so, yeah, that's why I think this game uh, is so huge just because if Montana beats Weber State and then we assume they beat Cal Poly and Eastern Washington, probably doesn't matter what happens in that Brawl-The-Wild game. Uh, both of those teams would be in the playoffs.
1: Sam Herder, Hero Sports. He joins us each Wednesday for the first segment of our uh, Wednesday show. Thanks for being here, Sam. We appreciate it. Go follow his stuff, heroesports.com. We'll talk to you next week, man. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Time now for our Montana State Minute, presented by J&V Restaurant Supply. J&V Restaurant Supply is your home for everything kitchen. Whether you're a bear or a bobcat, an eagle, or a scotty, you can score big with J&V. Everything you need for your next tailgate, J&V's got it. Or you're having a big family party, J&V's got it. Swing by their three locations, Bozeman, Billings, Great Falls. And If you can't make it in, visit online at jvrestaurant.com. Well, time now for our Montana State Minute where we check in with the Montana State Bobcats. This time of year, almost all football all the time. The Bobcats on a bye this week. So we welcome in one of our most reliable guests, Alex Eschelman. She's the uh, reporter there for SWX Montana Television in the Bozeman area. All sorts of stuff uh, going on around the wide world of Bozeman and Gallatin Valley sports. Alex, thanks for taking a minute. Been a little while. How you been?
5: always love being on your show. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. I've been doing well. How are you?
1: Really good. I want to first start, before we get into some Bobcat stuff, a lot of stuff going on in the high school world of sports, and a lot of it is centering right there in Bozeman. This last weekend, Mm -hmm. Bozeman High School won the State Cross Country Championship on the boys' side. That's nothing new, although I was kind of surprised it was their first title since 2019, after they won, I think, 12 in a row at one point. Uh, But also a lot of other fun stuff going on. I mean, the Bozeman Bozeman High-Bozeman-Gallatin-Crosstown football game was actually like a real rivalry with some playoff ramifications uh, this last week as well. So, uh, a lot of fun stuff, and I know you have some soccer stuff coming up as people listen to this on a wednesday that's what you'll be doing is covering some state soccer so just take us through what have you liked what have been your favorite stories so far of bozeman area high school sports
5: oh my gosh Colter. well to your point about the bozeman cross country team you think of duncan hamilton right uh and and what he's been able to do beyond the bozeman Hawks, take it right into montana state but it's been a jam-packed Couple of weeks and a very exciting one, also to your point. We've got uh, Bozeman boys soccer and Gallatin girls soccer on Wednesday, um, 4 p.m., and they will, that's semifinals. So we'll see if they can, you know, get to the championship. And then we've got Missoula Big Sky taking on Gallatin football this Friday uh, for the first round of playoffs. So such an exciting time. I think. My favorite storyline to answer your question, gosh, there's. I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite storyline. I'm just excited to know that it's across the board. Both Gallatin and Bozeman are having a lot of success, Um, and even beyond. Uh, It was cool to see Belgrade Boys clinch uh, their first um, get their first Double A playoff win in Double A program history uh, last week. And even Manhattan Christian Cross Country is doing well, too. So all around, the Gallatin Valley is having a good year.
1: Montana State Minute presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. JNV Restaurant Supply, your home for everything kitchen. It's tailgate season. Go check out jvrestaurant.com. They have all sorts of sweet stuff to get your tailgate all set up. Montana State football, they're on a bye this week. And I think everybody needs a little bit of a nap after last weekend's game. Alex, I've been covering the Big Sky Conference. This is year 16 for me. It's making me sound old. But regardless, that was the single craziest game I've ever covered. What was it like watching Montana State's 43-38 win over Weaver State from the sideline?
5: Colter, you can't call yourself old. You're wise, okay? 16 years, (laughs) wise, not older, all right? You're the best in the biz. You know everything uh, between both the cats and the grizz. so you are wiser. That was, I think, the the statement that defines that game for most people was that was the craziest college football game, possibly football game, I've ever watched. Um, And and multiple people said that from you know from people in the media world to fans to coaches it was quite an experience and then you had the element of pouring rain from start to finish and then in the evening it turns into snow so the, all of the elements were there but we've talked about this multiple times culture and i just think that this team is another special one and special yet different from last year this year they They've had this chip on their shoulder, I think, of kind of being doubted going into the season. Um, You know, how are you going to follow up from the year of the Bobcat and all of this hype surrounding last year? And they have just done the Coach Vegan way, which is keep your head down one game at a time, next man up mentality and just kept that humble confidence. That was a huge win. After seeing that win, Coulter, I want to get your thoughts on this, but it was kind of a moment where I go, okay, this is they can make, they could really get back to the championship. I don't I don't want to get that far, but that's what I thought. I'm like this is a really really good team.
1: It's such an interesting analysis because I was really thinking about it. I was thinking about since Brent Vegan took over as the head coach at Montana State. I was thinking about how often there's been times in games where the Cats just flat aren't playing well. And Mm -hmm. how really you you could pick the games under Brent Vegan that Montana State has played excellent, has played really well from start to finish. You could pick those games on one hand. But when they have those games, they run teams right off the field like they did at Sam Houston last year, like they did against uh, UC Davis this year, like they did in the second half against South Dakota State last year. That's what I think is so brilliant about the style, and I think that's what's so reflective of the head coach at Montana State. Brent Vegan is one of the steadiest and most tempered coaches I've ever been around in any sport. I, I I can truly say that, even though we're only in year two. And I think that that calmness and that no panic and that team mentality that he preaches, it plays out. Because the Cats didn't play well on Saturday. They were also down 24-9, to and you could be sitting there having a full meltdown if you're Montana State and be fully justified. You gave up a punt and a kick in the same quarter for touchdowns. But no. They stay the course. They stick with the plan. They don't, you know, pull out all sorts of crazy stops or anything like that. They're just deliberate about what they do. They make the adjustments when they need to be adjusted. And I think it's, it's exactly right. To get into a game like that on Saturday, I thought whatever team kept their head better would win. Well, I thought the Bobcats kept their head better, and I thought that was very reflective when I talked to Jay Hill, Weaver State's head coach, after the game. Uh, he was very, very emotional, and I think that that's uh, – it's just such a direct reflection and such a, a testament uh, to Brett Vegan. Alex Esselman, SWX Montana Television, joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN-MT app. And Alex, on that point, though, I mean, you're exactly right. This season couldn't have gone much better for Montana State, save when they gave up 68 points at Oregon State. Other than that, they've been great. They've been as advertised, if not better. And uh, now here they are, undefeated in Big Sky Conference play, 7-1 overall, ranked in the top three in the polls, going into their bye week. So, I mean, this is about exactly how you, you would have hoped to navigate the schedule to this point, right? I mean, Montana State's in a prime position in, during their bye week.
5: Ty Okada, just to exa- our our whole conversation and and we love Ty Okada here. I mean he he might as well run for president. That guy he knows he speaks well. He's going to be successful in anything that he does. But I also think too both of our points Coulter and and anybody who's listening to this you need to go to Online and go watch the interview of Ty Okada after the game uh, on Saturday. And he had, I think, the best answer and quote of the entire season. And he said, Coach preaches this all the time. We don't go by the the phrase, can't be beat. We say we won't be beat.
0: It's this mentality, and Coach hits on it all the time, of, of won't be beat. And what that means is, you know, you talk about, you know, some teams have this mentality of can't be beat and that's more so arrogant, you know, won't be beat is there's going to be things that happen in the game and, and we're going to be able to respond because we f- refuse to just let things happen. You know, we're going to come back. We're going to fight, scratch, claw, do everything in our power to not, we won't be beat.
5: The whole explanation of the phrase won't be beat of saying, we're, it, we're not ever going to have a perfect game. We're going to be knocked down throughout the game. It's how we respond and how And our attitudes and and the belief in this team that they've shown week in and week out, I really think they could do something special again this year purely based off of the phrase, won't be beat. That's their mentality.
1: She's Alex Hushman. You can find her great work. SWX Montana Television, ABC Fox, reporting on all things Bozeman and Gallatin Valley area sports. Alex, uh, anything big coming up, any big plans for the bye week or any other stuff, any stories you're working on? What's going on with you with Montana State having the weekend off?
5: Well, um, there is Cody Johnson coming to town, a little off the topic of sports, a country singer. So that's very exciting. He'll be performing at the Brick. I will be in attendance to that. But back to the sports scene, we've got state soccer here. They will possibly be playing – in the Gallatin Valley on Saturday, we've got District Volleyball coming up, both Class B and C throughout this week. And then we have the start of high school football playoffs. So it just can't get much better than that, Culture.
1: It definitely can't. should be very fun. Both the AA teams uh, in Bozeman into the AA playoffs and uh, a ton of stu- fun stuff coming down the pipe. She's Alex Eschermann. She joins us here on the Montana State Minute. Alex, thanks for being here. We'll talk to you soon.
5: Thank you, Culture. Always appreciate it.
1: You have a big tailgate party, a big family gathering coming up. JV and JNV Restaurant Supply, your home for everything kitchen. Visit jvrestaurant.com v J&V Restaurant Supply, proposer of the Montana State Minute, each Wednesday here on Nuanas Now.